Did you know that hidden biases lead to less than optimal decisions, contributing to slow or no growth for businesses? As a coaching consultant, I get the privilege of looking beneath the surface of other people's decision-making processes. And one or more of these five hidden biases tend to appear when making strategic decisions. These five biases sabotage sound decision-making. They create havoc when it stays hidden. In this episode, I'll uncover the five hidden biases that might be happening in your decision-making process so that it doesn't unknowingly influence your decisions this year. Tune in. The Small But Mighty Agency Podcast. If you're a marketer, a consultant, or a creative who's on the journey of growing from solopreneur to agency owner, follow along because I pull back the curtains on the realities of growing and running a scalable service-based business and building a lean team. I'm your host, Audrey Joy Kwan. I know what it takes to build an agency. Whether it's from solo to three, five, or 20, I've done it, including supporting an agency owner to sell and exit. I've coached and consulted over 120 marketers, creatives, and consultants, and I've been behind the scenes of seven-figure businesses. I also have a master's degree in communication specializing in organizational development. All this to say, I know what it takes to grow, lead, and operate a multiple six- and seven-figure small but mighty agency. And here on this podcast is where we'll dive right in. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast and our series on how to make better decisions in your business. As a coaching consultant, I get to peer beneath the surface of other people's decision-making processes and work with them to uncover hidden biases in a decision. This series wouldn't be complete without uncovering the five most common biases that unknowingly impact people's decisions and get in the way of good decision-making. In part one of the series, I shared my 12-step process to make better decisions in your business this year. My 12-step process helped me to support an agency owner in selling and exiting his business and serve as a strategic thought partner to multiple six and seven-figure agency owners. If you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend you go back to that one and set yourself up with the foundation of better decision-making. I'll link that episode in the show notes. You're listening to part two of the series and I'm diving into the biases that can lead to less than optimal decisions. You might be thinking, I don't have biases. We all do. We can't see a bias, which is why it is a bias. It factors into poor decision-making without us even knowing it. We're susceptible to different biases, especially when a decision has emotional influences. Words like cognitive dissonance, confirmation bias, or anchoring bias sound like jargon, but these are communication theories and concepts that impact your decision making. These are theories that I enjoyed geeking out on years ago when completing my master's in communications. Now to overcome a bias, you have to know it exists. My purpose with this episode is to draw attention to five potential biases so you can decide for yourself if or when they come into play in your decision-making process. For each bias, I've included a scenario loosely based on actual experiences working with business owners to highlight how the bias plays out in business decisions to give you a concrete example. Let's start with cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance is a well-known theory suggesting a powerful hardwired tendency for people to justify their preconceived beliefs. Now, discomfort happens when ideas 
or beliefs are challenged. And the discomfort leads people to justify their attitudes, beliefs, or actions in order to reduce the conflict and feel more consistent in their thought life. How does this play out in decision-making as a business owner? Well, for example, if a business owner strongly believes in a particular business model, but faces clear evidence that that market is shifting away, this clash can create cognitive dissonance. Rather than objectively assessing the new information and adapting accordingly, the business owner might rationalize away the conflicting evidence to maintain their original belief. The resistance to change can result in missed opportunities, poor strategic decisions, and a failure to innovate or respond effectively to market changes. Number two is confirmation bias. Confirmation bias is similar to cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance is rationalizing and justifying to bring contradicting beliefs back into alignment. Confirmation bias is like having a filter in your mind that focuses on information that matches your belief while ignoring or dismissing anything that doesn't fit your views. If you have a belief or opinion, you naturally tend to pay more attention to information or evidence that agrees with your belief and ignore or undervalue information that contradicts it. Confirmation bias is selective information seeking to support your belief and ignore the rest. Let's look at how this plays out in making decisions as a business owner. Let's say you've gained a lot of success over the years through online paid ads as a primary source of income to sell your products. And because you're a past achievements, you're sure that online paid ads are the most effective way to create buzz and drive sales. Now, your team or colleagues share with you that there's been a shift towards influencer marketing in recent years, and they have data showing that social media influencers can significantly impact younger audiences. Despite the information, you continue to fixate on online paid advertising. You interpret any successful online paid ad campaigns as confirmation of your belief while dismissing the effectiveness of influencer marketing as unproven or only works for other businesses. And by ignoring this channel, you miss out on opportunities. Number three is anchoring bias. Anchoring bias happens when your decisions rely too heavily on the first piece of information you gather, known as the anchor. Once an anchor is set, two things happen. First, you make judgments and decisions based on the anchor. And second, you interpret other information around the anchor. Here's an example of what an anchoring bias looks like. You're doing market research for a new offer and the first competitor you analyze lists similar services for, let's say, $30,000. This price unintentionally becomes your anchor. You continue your research and find many competitors offering similar services for $15,000, which reflects the market average. You judge the price as too low and the quality low despite no evidence to support it. When it comes time to price your service, you're biased towards the original $30,000 anchor and disregard external information and internal realities of your service offering. The result is pricing your service high for the market, potentially making it harder for you to compete, especially because you're new to the market. Fourth is the sunken cost fallacy. The sunken cost fallacy is the decision to continue a project or activity because you've already invested significant time, money, or effort. The decision to continue going forward is based on past investments that can't be recovered, not because it's the best decision to move forward. It's called a fallacy because the decision is based on faulty reasoning. Now, it's challenging to let go and accept that what you've already spent or invested can't be recovered, but the sunken cost fallacy keeps you tied to past decisions, even if the best choice might be to cut your losses and move on. How does this play out in making decisions as a business owner? Well, let's say you spend thousands of dollars developing a program, but receive 
a lot of negative feedback from potential clients and peers. Your program required extensive research, development of new materials, and specialized training. In other words, you invested a lot of time, effort, and money into the program. The feedback is that the model is too complex and not applicable to businesses. So instead of stopping and significantly altering the model, the fallacy leads you to think about all the time, all the money, all the effort you've invested, and then to believe you can eventually make it work by pushing forward when the reality might be otherwise. You don't want to waste what you've already spent, so you continue to throw good money at a bad project. Number five is groupthink. Groupthink happens when group members don't share their opinions, ignore alternative ideas, and overlook potential risks to avoid conflict or disagreement within the group. It happens because people value the group's cohesion and unity over critical analysis, and it's more common than people care to acknowledge in teams, masterminds, and peer groups. So how does this play out in decision-making as a business owner? For example, let's say you're part of a mastermind of entrepreneurs who meet regularly to discuss strategies and support each other's growth. Over time, the group develops a strong bond and a sense of friendship. One day, you propose a new risky idea you're super excited about. It involves investing significant money into something none of them are familiar with. As you share the opportunity with the group, a few members have reservations and see potential flaws in the plan. However, they notice that the majority, including some influential figures in the group, enthusiastic support the idea. Concerned about going against the group's positivity and not wanting to appear negative or unsupportive, those with doubts don't speak up. They convince themselves that the group must be right given its members' collective experience and success. As a result, you miss out on proper critical analysis of the opportunity and make a decision without all the perspectives. There you have it, the five most common hidden biases I see in decision-making. Again, if you haven't checked out part one of the series where I share the 12 steps to making better decisions, I highly recommend you go back and do that. It will give you more context on where these five hidden biases can pop up. In summary, the five that come up most often are cognitive dissonance, confirmation bias, anchoring bias, sunken cost fallacy, and groupthink. Looking at biases, not as flaws, but as human tendencies help us make better choices. It also reminds us that our minds can be an ally and obstacle in making decisions. So each step you take towards recognizing the bias improves your decision-making skills and contributes to your resilience and adaptability. A step can be reevaluating a long-held belief, challenging the status quo, or simply being open to alternative viewpoints. Your willingness to confront these biases head-on can lead to more innovative and effective decision-making. There is a saying, it goes like this. It's only the tip of the iceberg. The saying is used when what you see on the surface is smaller than what is hidden underneath. Much like an iceberg, what is above the water is smaller than what is hidden underneath the water. The analogy resonates with making strategic decisions because you have to uncover what is hidden to make the best decision. The best decisions have the whole picture, not just the tip of the iceberg. And I hope this episode will help you see the whole iceberg instead of the tip when making decisions. That's it for this episode, friends. Thank you for joining me and I'll see you on the next one. Hey there, thanks for hanging out with me at the Small But Mighty Agency podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you hit the follow or subscribe button in your podcast app and share it with a friend. I'll see you on the next one.